This podcast contains explicit content and is not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Always the Last to Know. I'm Ash. I'm Katie. Hi, everyone. Hi. We're recording this on June 1st. Happy Pride ooh, Month. Ooh, ooh. Pride, Pride, Pride. <laughs> everyone pull out your gay agendas. <laughs> Some on people. It's time. I'm super excited because the Manville LGBTQ Plus Club is having its first event on Saturday. We're having our Pride and Dragons event where we're gonna play a queer little game of Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm Love so that. excited. Just a gay little game. Gay little game. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be on a float in the Asbury Park Pride Parade. So any listeners who are in Jersey who've got nothing going on this weekend, go to Asbury Pride and see me on a float. (laughs) Can your next event be Dungeons and Drag-ins? (gasps) Oh my god, yes. You guys play another gay little game? That's your new slogan, just a gay little (laughs) game. (laughs) Just a gay little game. There are a group of drag queens here in Manville, which is like, for anyone who knows about Manville, it's a very red town. So it's like kind of surprising. We only learned about their drag show that happens like literally down the street from my apartment a couple months ago. We've already made friends with them. I'm going to be like, oh my God, please, please come (laughs) to our Dungeons and Drag Queens event. That would be amazing. Be amazing. What about you? What's going on with you? School. It's all school. I'm super busy with school, 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 school all the time. And while I'm in school, Gabe is not in school. So he is not busy, which means that I have to keep him busy. Oh, no. Yeah. It's tough. Summertime. 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 I do love, though, speaking of your schooling, we were having these incredible discussions, which, by the way, okay, first of all, love that you went to grad school for what you did, because now you and I have even more philosophical (laughs) discussions than we used to. And like the the two that we had last night about the two different scenarios that you had Mm -hmm. to write your paper about, that was an incredible conversation, so much so that I made Dan read it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you need to see what Katie and I are talking about because this is fascinating. And thinking of all of the different scenarios just from the little prompt that they gave you was just like blowing my mind. Yeah, it's fucking out of control. I feel like I'm getting an education while you get an education. (laughs) I'm obsessed with everything that I'm reading. It's great. There's not enough time for me to be like reading everything I want to be reading. Um... So yeah, I just I, I want more time in the day for more school. I, I love it. I just realized, did we mention that we have a website now? I did on social media, but we okay. definitely forgot to on here. We have a website now, guys. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It Listen, website. we we worked on it a while ago. And we've just been waiting for the funds to come through to be able to afford to have it running. And now we have that because of you guys and yeah. your listenership. You know, we, and we have a couple different outlets of being able to afford some more of these things for you all to enjoy expansion packs yeah thank you to everyone who sticks through our commercials because that is one of the ways that we make money and Mm -hmm. i know as a podcast listener myself sometimes listening to the commercials can be annoying but i think about the impact that it's having for the creators that i love so i don't skip through them and i just tune them out as they play and i'm like whatever it's a little break before i get to hear the rest um so (laughs) for everyone who does that for us thank you so much Mm -hmm. you're helping us have a little bit of income and to all of our patrons we love you so much because that is like the main source of our income for the podcast right now 
and we appreciate you all so much. Any video is coming soon. And for any of our Patreons who are our dream makers, if you haven't told us what you want for your special Mm -hmm. episode topic, please let us know so that we can get on that for you. Yes. We want to bring you the things that you pay for. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, thank you so much. So, you know, all that is to say, please check out our website. There is a link in the link tree for it. I hope you like it. I I did the bulk of creating it and I used Wix, which is like relatively user-friendly. If anything is weird when you're looking at it on your phone, anything weird about the formatting, I'm so sorry and please tell us. Like we'll take that feedback because building that myself and then having to rearrange things for the mobile view was difficult. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, I um didn't really do anything for this website. You gave me your input. Yeah. So that's there. We just wanted to let y'all know it exists. Merch is going to come one day. We have designs. Yes. We have yes, we do. We also on the website, we do have a resource page and that is Everything that I mentioned in our prior episodes that I said would get listed on our link tree, if you're like, what the fuck? Why isn't it there anymore? It's because I moved it to the resource page on the website. And that is where you can find everything that I mentioned that would be um, petitions, resources for mental health, resources for feminine health, for gender inequity, all things like that are going to be listed there. So from now on, that's where everything will be and not in the link tree. It's different from the show sources that get, provides us our information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, that's remaining the same. It's just the resources that Ashley provides to that are sp- specific to the topic that she talks about. Those will be over in the resources now because um, if we had them all in the link tree, they're all kind of getting washed away. It was getting um, chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, we can do this better. We can do this better. They needed their own home and they have it now on our website. Yay! (laughs) Yay. That's all I've got. Yeah, pretty much my update. So why don't we get into it? Hell yeah. Our episode next week will be an interview with Maria Westing-Kuhn, a car crash survivor who used her experience to start a Gen Z-run nonprofit seeking to end gender inequities in auto safety and crash test standards. In preparation for our conversation with Maria, I want to give some relevant updates since we released our car crash test dummy uh, episode. And I was made aware of these updates by Maria. Yeah. So thank you, Maria. We're super excited for you guys to hear her interview. It was such an awesome conversation. I I can't wait for y'all to hear it. We actually recorded it right before we started recording this episode. So fresh off of that. Mm -hmm. On March 8th of this year, the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the GAO, which I did mention in the last episode about this, put out a report titled Vehicle Safety, DOT, Department of Transportation, should take additional actions to improve the information obtained from crash test dummies. The report itself is 61 pages long. So I'm going to give y'all some highlights from it. (laughs) Live for highlights. First, I'll start with reading the summary that the GAO has posted on their website 
someone's using a weed whacker across the street. Oh my god, guys, I'm so sorry. As soon as we started recording this, a team pulled up to do the lawn across the street from me, so I am really hoping that I can take this sound out in editing, and if I can't, I'm gonna try to minimize it as much as possible. I am so sorry. And back to the episode. Quote, According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, about 43,000 people died in vehicle crashes in 2021. Holy shit. Dummies provide information that helps improve the safety of vehicles through federal safety standards and safety ratings. However, the dummies used in NHTSA's crash tests may not adequately represent all demographic groups, including females and older individuals, which, yes, we know Mm -hmm. from our research in the last episode. Thank you for confirming it. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act included a provision for GAO to review the dummies used in NHTSA's vehicle safety crash tests. This report examines... One, differences in risk of injury or death in crashes among certain demographic groups. Two, the extent to which the information dummies provide in crash tests helps mitigate those risks. And three, steps the NHTSA has taken to address any limitations in the information provided by dummies. GAO reviewed relevant statutes, regulations, studies, and publications, interviewed NHTSA officials and a range of industry stakeholders, including researchers, auto manufacturers, and safety organizations, and evaluated the NHTSA's risk management efforts. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, which I'm just going to keep calling them NHTSA, vehicles have become safer for occupants over time, in part by providing better protection in crashes. We love that. Live for that. However, certain demographic groups continue to face greater risks of injury or death in crashes. Specifically, research indicates that in crashes with similar conditions, females are at greater risk of death and of certain injury types, such as to the lower legs, than males. In addition, vehicle occupants who are older are at greater risk than those who are younger, and occupants with a higher body mass index face some greater risks than those with a lower index, which, again, all of this we learned in our last episode. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to finally have someone admitting it. Like, on an official report. That's Mm -hmm. why this is, like, a really, that's why this is a really big deal. Really big deal. Thank God. Yep. Crash tests. Using crash test dummies provide information to improve vehicle safety, determine compliance with NHTS safety vehicle standards and inform consumer safety ratings. However, some characteristics of dummies currently used for NHTSA's crash tests may limit the extent to which the information the dummies provide helps mitigate greater risks faced by certain demographic groups. For example, currently, currently used dummies represent a limited range of body sizes, do not reflect some physiological differences between males and females, which yes, we know, and do not have sensors to collect data in the lower legs, which just a side note here, women do suffer from more lower leg injuries in crashes than men do, a 98.5% greater chance to be exact. (coughs) What? Bro, when I saw that percentage, I was like, guess I'm just gonna go kill myself now because my main transportation mode is so unsafe. 8.5% chance. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. 
I can't believe they just don't put sensors in the legs. This makes me think about my first car accident that I was ever in. It was my freshman year of college. It was definitely my fault. (laughs) I was fucking 18, guys, okay? It was definitely my fault. Your brain wasn't developed. I'm laughing at the voice in which you chose to say that, almost as if it was like, not Ashley saying that it was my fault, but like 18-year-old Ashley coming out and be like, it was my fault. I was on Staten Island where I went to college and their entrances to their highways are really weird. And the on-ramp, it like split off from the road that was on the side of the highway and it had a red light, which I thought was the weirdest thing ever. And I also was trying to look at my GPS and I looked away for too long to look at my GPS and my Lexus. I had my mom's 10-year-old Lexus. I think you remember because I had it senior year of high school. She kept that shit in great condition and um, I fucked it up. So I accidentally <laughs> rear-ended a Jeep. It was a Jeep Wrangler. And because that's a higher car, Lexus car was lower. I went under the car. I hit my head on the steering wheel. And the reason I did is because in that 90s vehicle, there were no sensors in the top of the front of the car in the hood. They only had it in the front of the bumper. The front of my bumper didn't hit anything. The top of my hood did. So my airbags didn't go off. And I hit my head on the steering wheel. It's just fucking crazy. Like, it makes me think about that, you know? Like, we need sensors in different, like, all over, all over the car all over the crash test dummies. Jesus fucking Christ. I think they make them with the sensor in the hood now, but back then they didn't and that shit hurt. (laughs) Oh my God. The fact that they wouldn't put sensors in a bumper is all of this is insane. No, no, the hood. It was the, in the hood. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, in the hood. Yeah. I mean, like because that's the other part of the thing that hits stuff. People are so Let's get back into this. Limited ways in which dummies are used in crash tests, such as where the dummy sits and the speed of the crash, also may reduce the effectiveness and of the information dummies provide in mitigating risks to certain demographic groups. And here's here's where we have more fun with this. The NHTSA has taken steps to address limitations in the information dummies provided in crash tests, but gaps remain. They have supported research into risks faced by demographic groups and have worked to develop technologically advanced dummies, among other efforts. However, these efforts have not fully responded to risks or consistently met milestones. For instance, the NHTSA identified greater risks faced by females and older individuals individuals at least two decades ago, but has not completed actions to address those risks. NHTSA officials cited several factors for these gaps, including research and other challenges. While these factors contribute, NHTSA does not have a comprehensive plan to address existing risks and limitations in the information dummies provide. Without such a plan, the NHTSA may miss opportunities to reduce inequities in crash outcomes among certain demographic groups end quote how do you not have a plan how do you not have a plan what we're hearing in all of this is that the nhtsa is greatly aware of the gender and body size inequities at play here but has severely lacked on the follow-through of creating initiatives to address the root of the issues whether it be because of funding human oversight or a myriad of other factors like you know about the problem but you won't fucking do what you need to to fix it the gao has recommended quote 
that the administrator of NHTSA should develop and communicate a plan to address limitations in the information dummies provide related to the greater risks certain demographic groups face in vehicle crashes. Such a plan should detail how efforts will respond to risks, set milestones for activities, and establish mechanisms to communicate decisions and progress, end quote. But if I can be honest for a second, which is what we try to do all the time. While I do appreciate the time that they took to research this serious issue, that recommendation feels very much like a, yes, there's an issue, now fix it without us giving you any direction on what should be done to actually address the problem. Like, it just feels like... (laughs) It just feels like they addressed it to say they addressed it, but didn't offer a fix. Can we give them consequences for not reaching deadlines instead of just more reports and research on how they're doing? Like, can there actually be consequences here? So after searching through some other reports done by the GAO regarding the NHTSA, they have proven to be lackadaisical with their follow through on GAO recommendations, which is I think why this is giving me like another ick feeling. In this current GAO report, they state that the NHTSA has missed many milestones that it has set for itself. One example being, quote, in 2013, when NHTSA first proposed the use of front and side impact advanced adult male and small adult female dummies, which as we know are not actually physiologically proper, for NCAP crash tests, the agency stated that it expected to make decisions on the front impact dummies in 2013 and 2014 respectively. In its 2015 request for comments, The NHTSA indicated that it would adopt the advanced male dummies for NCAP, but stated that it had yet to acquire the front impact advanced female dummy to research and test and that the side impact advanced female dummy was still under development and testing. What the fuck? (sighs) Yeah, clearly the male one is the priority. And uh, here's another fun Here's another fun one. In spring of 2020, the NHTSA published notices that it expected to propose the incorporation of the two advanced male dummies into its regulations. They have two! The expected timeframes for issuing a notice for proposed rulemaking were September 2020 and November 2020. As of January 2023, the NHTSA has not issued these notices of proposed rulemaking. According to NHTSA, developing new dummies to ensure their biofidelity and objectivity is a challenging and time-consuming process. In addition, several stakeholders cautioned against implementing changes two dummies without a clear understanding of how those changes would inform improvements to vehicle safety. For example, one stakeholder said that having more sensors on a dummy, which will produce additional data, does not necessarily benefit vehicle safety if there are no meaningful ways to use the data, end quote. I... I think after everything that we've learned from the last episode, the very idea that the information that we would receive from extra sensors would not be beneficial is, like, asinine. The meaningful ways to use the data would be to update safety standards and how we test crashes. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's that simple. 
<laughs> I also just like I would love to know what their definition of extrasensors is. Like yeah. when you do, when you say extrasensors, do you mean an actual sensor on the legs? Because I don't understand how that's extra. I would love to know how crashes impact my legs. Actually, feels really important. What when you say extra, what do you mean? <laughs> because I do I do agree with the idea of what he's saying that if we're just you know extra data isn't always useful, but it's very important what you mean when you say extra like are you opposed to all extra sensors or are you like well we have one on the arm we don't need another one there like what is your definition of this yeah that's where it's very important to like look at the wording of this official stakeholders thing what he's saying is technically correct it's just i really feel like uh his definition of extra might not be what our definition of extra would be as women drivers and that's the thing too is like where are the requirements that are given to the nhtsa to say you need these sensors here on these parts of the bodies like who is making these decisions and you can't just cut off the conversation about it completely you need to actually have the conversation about it if you're Mm going to be questioning things like that okay well if that's the problem sir then figure it the fuck out and come up with an idea (laughs) i mean because the idea is not just ignore it yeah that's not not, that's not how this works (laughs) so this next example made me like irate when i read it (laughs) quote on june 30th 2022, NHTSA issued a final rule establishing FMVSS, which is Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards, number 213A, which specifies performance requirements for certain child restraint systems inside impact crash tests to fulfill a statutory mandate. However, this statutory mandate required NHTSA to issue a final rule no later than July 6, 2014. They missed that shit by eight years. Eight years. They also had a statutory deadline to submit a report on dummies and related equity issues to certain congressional committees. NHTSA submitted the report in October 2022, missing the statutory deadline by about eight months. And it's like, again, where are the consequences for not meeting these deadlines when they're supposed to? I mean, eight fucking years? And this is about child safety in their car seats. No one actually fucking cares about children. Yeah. All the people who are like, what about the kids? Do you actually fucking care? Because this affects them every day in your car. No, because if people actually cared about kids, I would have heard about this before. Literally, 2014 is the year I entered Gabe's life. The Mm. year I started like researching parent shit. Yeah. So the fact that I haven't heard about this, no. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. So in a letter dated February 21st, 2023 from Philip McNamara, who is the Assistant Secretary for Administration at the U.S. Department of Transportation, to Elizabeth Repco, who is the Director of Physical Infrastructure Issues with the GAO, Philip agrees to a 180-day plan to implement the recommendations from the GAO to the NHTSA. The letter reads, Dear Miss Repco, the mission of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is to save lives, prevent injuries, and reduce the economic impacts of crashes occurring on the nation's roadways. NHTSA's top priorities are to improve safety through federal safety standards and safety ratings. NHTSA is 
is committed to ensuring its safety assessments provide the best information for improving occupant protection in vehicle crashes. NHTSA concurs with the recommendation to develop and communicate a plan to address limitations in the information dummies provide related to the greater risks certain demographic groups face in vehicle crashes. The plan would explain how efforts will respond to risks, set milestones for activities, and establish mechanisms to communicate decisions and progress. We will provide a detailed response to this recommendation within 180 days of the final report's issuance. NHTSA appreciates the opportunity to respond to the GAO draft report. Please contact Gary Middleton, Director of Audit Relations and Program Improvement at Gives the Number, uh, with any questions or if GAO would like to obtain additional information. Sincerely, Philip. I just... It, it's just like, yes, we will do what you say. I mean, they're literally using the words that uh, of the recommendation, and it's like, okay. I mean, you can say that all you want, but after what we learned, I just like, don't. No. I am ye of little faith over here. Yeah. And I will be waiting to see the updates on the circumstances, but I'm like not confident in their abilities to meet deadlines. No, no. Or in the ability for anyone to give a shit. They missed it by eight years and nothing happened. For child safety. Are you fucking joking? (laughs) That is a bit of the update. There are some other things, but I don't want to mention them until the next episode Mm -hmm. when we get to hear from someone who is working her ass off with her incredible team at Drive Us Forward to make strides and differences and push for progress when it comes to vehicle safety. Hell yeah. So next week, you will be getting that interview with Maria Westing-Kuhn. If you'd like to learn about her foundation a little bit before the episode, you can find Drive Us Forward on Instagram. Um, I believe they're on Twitter. They have a website driveusforward.org and their handles on social media are driveusforward at driveusforward so we'll be looking forward to that episode it was Mm -hmm. a great interview and we're super excited to share it with you guys definitely until then bye bye for any photos related to today's episode please go to our instagram you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at al the number two k podcast like us on Facebook at Always the Last to Know Podcast. If you have any questions, please email us at al2, the number two, kpodcast at gmail.com. Please share, rate, and review us on your podcast listening app of choice. Join our Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash al, the number two, kpodcast, or click the link in our bio on social media. Thanks for listening.